in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. This is the voice of Jeremy Gillen and tis the season of interviews. We have, are, and will continue to collect the voices of Red Raider alumni and friends of the pod to chime in about their experiences as student-athletes, their experiences as warriors, and believers in the scarlet and black. So on today's episode, we are focusing back on Texas Tech softball, who currently remains coachless as the summer drones on. But to fill that void of silence, we have with us today, Maddie Westmoreland. <laughs> Maddie, welcome to TNT. How is your summer going and how is life being graduated? Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great so far now that I'm retired. Mm. Uh, it's been really fun. I've been trying to find like new hobbies, so it sounds kind of funny, but I actually picked on golf, so okay. I'm doing but in a different way now, so mm. it's, summer's been really fun. That's... <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, golf. I, that's like one thing I cannot, cannot do. It's golf. And I've tried. And people have been like, hey, let me help your form. Let's do this. Uh, you have to drink to get going. I've tried everything in the book, Maddie. I'm terrible. I'm, I just, I'm terrible. Do you feel like you're pretty good at golf? Is it, are you the natural athlete where you're like, let me pick this up and then you just crank it for like 200 yards? Um, I'm not going to lie. It was tough when I first started because i assumed that there was like oh if i can swing a bat i could definitely swing a club which is not true in all cases but there's a lot of similarities in the same swing you just kind of have to apply it in different ways but uh i definitely have some work to do before i join a course i'm a very good golfer (laughs) okay good i yeah well good for you i appreciate the humility (laughs) um so she's a beast everybody don't let her fool you uh okay (laughs) It is no secret that there is a pretty significant gap of coverage when it comes to women's collegiate programs and their players. So I expect most of what you'll say will be news to our listeners. And even if they are avid softball fans, the question of who is Maddie Westmoreland is something that's more unique and more like wonderfully you. I'm really just excited to bring that story to life. So thanks again so much for coming on. I'm going to give a basic bio of you uh, up until you come to tech, and you can correct me if I'm utterly wrong, okay? Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, okay. Maddie Westmoreland, native of Glendale, Arizona, is the great bambino of her high school team, leading in home runs, ultimately claiming a state title for who knows why, under-recruited. Indiana is really the only university that says, hey, let's play ball, and you head north. So cue your path of productive destruction. Big Ten Ten first team honors, plenty of Big Ten player and freshman of the week honors. You are cranking out home runs. You got great numbers across the board, and Indiana never had it so good. Do I pretty much have that summed up? (laughs) Yes, that sounds really good. (laughs) Great. um, Yeah, I I came in... um, during high school, I had a really hard time recruiting, actually. I just, I don't know. For me, like, I'm not I'm not super athletic. I know that kind of sounds kind of weird, but, like, my body frame, like, I'm very lanky, like, and growing up, it was hard for me to kind of, you know, get recruited and find a good home. So uh, when Indiana gave me a chance, I was so grateful for the opportunity, and I was like, 
Heck yeah, Power Five school in the Big Ten, something different. I was really appreciative and very ready to experience a change from Phoenix, Arizona to Indiana, which I didn't realize was very drastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, first impressions of Indiana then, since I don't know if a lot of people that listen to this have been to Indiana. Uh, cold <laughs> is <laughs> so cold. So I did not realize that. It's actually from like December until March is when it will snow, like the snowing period. And like, you know, like softball starts in February and ends in May. And what was interesting is that Indiana was actually like the warmest um, area in the Big Ten. So we thought that we had it bad in terms of weather, but then you would travel to like Michigan State and Michigan and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. in nebraska where i've never faced the cold like that ever in my life but yeah it was a great time the community of of uh, bloomington is very small but um they have a lot of pride just similar to lubbock as well so it was a good experience for my first two years of college yeah man they are intimate out there that's for sure they're crazy uh, <laughs> yeah well you know they've got they've got sports and drinking and the big 10 is all about both of those things so you put it together oh, yeah. this is a madhouse Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, okay, so two years at Indiana, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, 2019. Texas Tech has reached the NCAA tournament for the first time in years. Uh, Coach Adrian Gregory at the time had seemingly built up a strong foundation for the program to build on, and then she decides to add one Indiana slugger to the mix. Maddie, just... Tell us about your experience with that. Like, why the desire to leave Indiana? You know, why Lubbock? Why Texas Tech? It seems like at the time, you had a lot going for you. Tell us about that. Um. So, for my time at Indiana, I, I played all the time. I was pretty um, consistent starter, but mentally, I was just not in a good place. Um, I really struggled with my mental health there. And also my scholarship, as well as Indiana, just was not that good. And I really had a hard time, like, you know, realizing, hey, after I graduate, I'm going to be in a lot of debt. And I really don't want to set myself up for my next two to three years in this position. So I decided just to put my name in the transfer portal and kind of figure out um, if any other schools wanted me. And I was uh, really really happy to see that Texas Tech reached out just like you said um, watching them and their run for NCAA postseason was really inspiring to me that's what really drew me here so yeah so how did coach Gregory get in touch with you what's the what was the transfer experience like as like because you know we 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 toss around the word so often oh transfer portal transfer portal um, there is not some like poorly constructed dimensional portal in the middle of the forest you have to walk to so (laughs) what does that process look like um it is actually is very crazy especially now that the transfer portal um changed in the sense that i was i was in the transfer portal when all the rules changed you just put your name in and throw everything out there so it was crazy i got phone calls all day long for a couple of days um, I had college like club coaches reaching out to me saying that college coaches were interested and wanted to talk to me. Um, so I think it was our pitching coach at the time who reached out to me, who sent me an email, and then she also sent me a DM 
through Instagram, which was why I thought was like funny. She like slide slid into it. those DMs. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> she really did like slide into my DMs. Like, hey, want to come play here? So yeah, it was it was basically through a lot of emails and phone calls, um, stuff like that, just to say. So was so was Coach Gregory a DM gal or was she more of a phone call gal? Oh, Coach Gregory was definitely a fun gal. So, <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so impressions. So, I mean, because you have a like, you come off this season at Indiana, um, and yeah, the Big Ten is terrible in regards to environment, and of course, your mental health was suffering. How could yeah. it not be? It's so dark and humid and it's cold up there, um, especially from a girl uh, from Arizona. You got to have a lot of sun. Uh, we thrive off the vitamin D down here, and so. You know, when you have this kind of premier season with India, premier two seasons with Indiana, and there's a lot of like opportunity ahead of you, what I mean, what what is the thing that sets apart different programs for you? I mean, you talked about kind of seeing Texas Tech make that run in 2019 as being inspiring, but you know, inspiration only goes so far. Like, what is it about what did Coach Gregory sell to you at Texas Tech to really kind of make you fit you know what this is this is the next step for me um i would say the two big things that coach gregory really sold to me was first of all the education i just really appreciated the connections here in lubbock um and i was actually pre-med so four years of my college career i was pre-med and i love the fact that the hospital was right across from our field so really great shadowing hours and then Realized after four years, I didn't want to be a doctor anymore, but that's another story. Um, but yeah, I love the education. I love the university. It's beautiful, as you know. And I think the second thing was honestly the community here. I wanted to go somewhere um, where I could add value to the community. And that was my biggest thing. Um, I think one thing that I want to focus on is that after I graduated, I you know, put your effort into anything. And like I said, you just add value and you make a place better than mm. when you first found it. And the community here in Lubbock, everyone is so nice. Mm. I have another of when I first had my official visit. And um, fun fact, I actually went to E.B. Mays and with the coaching staff and some guy um, came up to our table and was like, hey, are you a recruit? Like, are you here for an official visit to Texas Tech? And I was like, yeah, like, um, he's like, well, you better come here. And I told him, I said, hey, like, when I hit my first home run, like, you better be there. And so crazy story, I was actually in Houston for our preseason tournament, and I hit a home run. And the dude was actually there. Like, no way. I'm like, that's a perfect example of just Lubbock and the fans are like the best people in the world, so like supportive. And it was just, it was crazy. I was like, this is so meant to be, but yeah. yeah. So long answer. Uh, no, that's it, perfect. It really sold me. Yeah. Uh, Lubbock certainly does feel like kind of like a really big family. Um, and yeah. I really do appreciate that kind of about about our community and there's pitfalls to that of course and we'll talk about that you know a little bit later but you know i think something that does draw a lot of recruits here is you know this idea that a lot of athletes 
ultimately choose Texas Tech because of this idea that, oh, you know, it, it feels like home. It feels like home. Um, and you've said that Lubbock has felt like home in other interviews and places like that. What is so what is home like? What does home mean to Maddie? I think home means to me to just to consistently feel welcomed. Like and I truly felt welcomed from the very start. Um, I feel like Texas Tech from all levels, from the support staff, from my professors, from my teammates, I truly felt like very appreciated from the very start. And that's something that um, is really special and something that I did not really experience. And so to have that feeling where everyone is all like celebrated and everyone just wants to see everyone succeed and just do well, that was really cool to see and cool to experience. That's super cool. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Maddie, I actually feel at home out in nature. <laughs> uh, fresh breeze in my hair, the sound of rippling water, and deer that just don't seem to get how dangerous I think I am. Uh, here at Tortillas and Takes, we have the best place to sit, spend an indiscriminate amount of time in Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Our guy Craig Crawford set up tree-lined vacation rentals to be a perfect getaway for you and yours. Because Craig is a Red Raider through and through, he wants all Red Raiders to feel like family with a 25% discount and direct booking with no additional fees. If you're feeling spicy, you can be a part of building, selling, and managing investment properties in Broken Bow alongside Craig. Either way, you deserve the break. So give him a shout at Craig at VacationTreeLine.com. That's C-R-A-I-G at VacationTreeLine.com. That sounds legit. <laughs> I, I might have to that look is. into that. That sounds good. <laughs> it is. And, uh, you know, and I, I'm uh, vehemently as, as a Texas Tech fan, as a Texas native, like Oklahoma, I don't think so. Like, I just rather not. All I can think of is that they put, you know, there's a bunch of a bunch of uh, toll booths for no reason. Uh, you can go gamble there if you want. But for the most part, it's just, it's the way I have to drive if I'm driving up to Omaha for the World Series or uh, I, God forbid I'm going to like, I don't know, Missouri or something like that. But the, but the thing is that broken bow. So like, as it gets closer to the like Texarkana border, um, it just, it, there's hills, there's trees. Um, it, it's a whole different world. And so, uh, we have talked about as a, as tortillas and takes, uh, we've talked about taking kind of like a little, uh, team building trip to broken bow and utilizing 25% off. Uh, cause Yum, it does look really yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It does look really beautiful. Um, Okay, well, see, look at that. We're, <laughs> we're talking about the advert after the advert. That's impressive. Um, pay me more, guys. Okay. <laughs> uh, so in the year you transferred, I, I found an interview where you said, I believe that Texas Tech will truly help me become the best athlete I can be, which is important to you because you had two more years of softball left. When you hear that, you know, this is years ago, right? What is your reaction? I mean, certainly taking into account that you're playing time had a significant decrease from Indiana to Texas Tech. You know, how do you look at the past couple of years and define success for yourself in in like in the wake of like that statement, you know? Um, now that I kind of hear that statement, I wish I replaced athlete with person because mm, I truly more. believe that Texas Tech did grow like help me grow so much as so much as a person and I would not be the person I would be today if it weren't for Texas Tech so it's kind of you know it's kind of interesting to hear I guess because my career was not traditional at all um 
being honest with you because I had a lot of success in my first two years of college and my playing time did decrease a lot when I got here. Um, but my, my mental health has gotten like so much better here. I, I love Texas and I truly feel like Texas Tech had developed me into the person that I needed, um, needed to become. And for that, I would never change my experiences. And looking back, I would still choose Texas Tech 100 times over if I could, um, just based off of my experiences here. Hmm. So you say that it like you talk about this and I think it's kind of a controversial discussion now of like mental health in regards to being like a collegiate athlete, because you have a lot of cultural norms of, you know, pushing yourself to your breaking point is like the cool thing to do. Like it's the Nike ads, like, Hey man, you're just going to keep going and going, going. But it always, there's always this like underlying narrative that gets neglected and that's about mental health. And we hear more and more about student athletes suffering with mental health issues, um, sometimes making up to the pros and not resolving those and those becoming more dramatic and, you know, they, they get really into a bunch of outlets that are unhealthy and ultimately can can pay a pretty heavy toll on a person. When you say that your mental health increased while your playing time decreased at Texas Tech and you, you look at that, at least if I'm interpreting correctly, like that is such a positive for you. Mm-hmm. Um, say more, like say, like how important is mental health for college athletes especially? Yeah, so it was kind of, it was kind of weird, like you said, because my playing time decreased, but somehow I think a lot of people assume that my mental health would actually like get worse, but which I'm not going to lie. My first year here, it was really difficult to kind of face that because I was used to being a starter and, you know, being, you know, big dog at Indiana. But I think my first year really forced me to not like put my stats as my identity and my self-worth, I did that so bad my freshman and my sophomore year. Like, I truly believed that my stats was um, equal to how much, like, I was worth as a player and even as a person at times. So it's kind of weird because when I, you know, when my playing time went down, I was really forced to, to look back and be like, I'm so much more than just a softball player. Like, yeah, do I want to play? Absolutely. Everyone wants to play. Um, but I think it forced me into a situation of like, Maddie, you're so much, you know, you're so much, you're worth so much more than a number. You're worth so much more than how many home runs you hit, how many games you start. Um, and so I think it, it forced me to, um, you know, to experience that the hard way, but I'm very grateful for that journey. I had to learn it either way. And I'm grateful I learned it my junior year of college more than like my last year of college where I was like, uh, I don't know who I am anymore because I just graduated and I don't have softball. So, mm. yes. So it was interesting, but I'm very grateful um, that it led me to, you know, that way. Absolutely. I mean, everybody, I think a big thing. Uh, so I'm currently an advisor at Tech. And so it's something that's like... <clears throat> really big on my, you know, something I bring up continuously to students is like, redefine success for yourself. Because so often you're going to set this plan and you're going to be like, this is it or I'm nothing. And I think that's kind of a failure of society as a whole of saying, you're very 
dedicated to plan A. And while there's a lot of beauty and um, like there's a lot of goodness in that, like in that grind, you know, not respecting yourself and not respecting like your mental health in that is such a problem. And so how many students I have come through that are just like, just so broken that they didn't get to do what they wanted to do. And I'm like, well, let's take it. Let's take a beat. Let's take a breath and let's redefine success because your life is only getting started. You know? Yeah. So I love that. I love that. Um, I love that so much. So I think about, did, did you want to say something? <laughs> oh no, you're good. You're good. Okay. Something I, I think about that a big, uh component of that pressure is the fans right it's the it's the fans of collegiate athletics again something else that we are so stoked about fanaticism the crazy you are the better right i mean texas tech basketball is known for having like these craziest fans and like it's rowdy and all this cool stuff in the game day atmosphere that's a that's a beautiful thing um the problem is is that it seeps out into everyday conversation it seeps out into the expectation the cultural expectations that we put i mean something i something i think about that's super interesting right now in this kind of cultural moment of transfer portal and the name image and likeness right is is the idea of this word of loyalty and texas tech fans as i'm sure you've noticed because you're on twitter (laughs) are vehemently expressive about being a red raider for life is Uh it you've heard this phrase before i'm sure red raider for life um it's popped up a lot especially in these past two years with athletes and coaches uh deciding to transfer you know out of texas tech and certainly there's something to be said about going to like an in-conference rival or an in-conference opponent uh but all the same you know i think i think of peyton jackson who gave good years to Texas Tech, but now she's going to Missouri. Uh, you know, as a transfer student yourself, and you came into it, like you said, when it was we were kind of opening up, the, the, we were kind of finally opening the door of the, the, like the, the tsunami of transfers. Um, you know, as a transfer student, what, how is, like, what is your reaction to that? How do you process these kind of things? How do you see other transfer students, even when they come from, like, Texas Tech? Yeah, I think it's it's very interesting. Um, like I, like you said, now that the transfer portal has really opened its doors and it's made it like so much more accessible for all student athletes. Um, for me, I was I was telling someone if we're so for like treating college athletics like a business, then let's do it. Like, just like if we want to put my example, like myself as as an example, I had a job opportunity that gave me a lot higher pay um, to an environment that I felt happier in in, with bosses that I felt like my values really collectively were more in line with them. I think in any situation, everyone would be like, oh my gosh, go take that job. Or you know what I mean? Like in any situation, people switch jobs all the time. People quit and um, relocate all the time. So I think like in those settings, people are all for it, but it's kind of interesting because when it comes to the transfer portal, it truly is like a business and people don't really view it the same way, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I think in my experiences, I would have, 
I would have added less value at Indiana my third year if I was just not on board and like not all there. If you're not like 100% committed and you're looking for the possibility of switching schools, like you have that choice now, which I think is so valuable. I would rather have teammates who, you know, hey, this isn't really the environment for me anymore. I'm kind of looking for somewhere different. I would rather have people like, either go all in or all out instead of being in this middle lane of like, oh, I'm so unhappy. I don't like it here. You know what I mean? So I'm all for the transfer portal. I think it's great. Um, I think for a lot of people who just are looking for something different and looking for an environment where they can develop and be the best version of themselves, like you can't help but like want that for people, you know? Mm. I love love that metaphor of you know, uh, if we're going to treat it like a business, let's talk about, I mean, we've talked about it like a business, the whole narrative yeah. changes. It, yeah. It's so and especially incredible. with NIL, it's so interesting. Cause it's, um, just seeing other athletes, like they get more opportunities at different schools, just like in a job. If you got a higher pay raise and more benefits, like go to that job, like go where you're going to thrive financially, academically, uh, mentally, like, mm. you know, the choice is yours now. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm just gonna. That's gonna stick in my head. I love that. And so, kind of in that same lane, we talk about thriving. And you have played for a lot of coaches. I have. I, if I count, <laughs> was four. How many coaches we say? I so I was actually officially coached by four, and then in mm-hmm. total, with my recruit, the coaches that I was originally recruited by, it is five. So Five I coaches. I like there, there has to be something out there. Like I need a plaque. Y'all give me like a trophy or something. We'll have the death stats roll when you finally pass on, and it's gonna be this big golden trophy, and it's gonna be like Maddie Westmoreland actually holds the record for this, uh, and you'll be like, I freaking knew it. <laughs> um, so two of those being at Texas Tech, right? Mm-hmm. We have Coach Adrian Gregory set up. Um, and it, with that scandal or with that complication that, that ensues, then we have Coach Ward come in, uh, and then here at the last, you know, earlier this year, um, she's released from the program. Talk a little bit about navigating this because you come all, you know, you come from Indiana and you think, I mean, like any transfer student, you or transfer athlete comes in, it's it's like you got to expect some change, you know, culturally, you know, the way that you perceive the game, all of these things nobody is asking you to sign up for a problematic program in in that level of the sense and you stayed you know talk about it, really what you want to about that because it's, that's just a lot for an athlete and so yeah what's that like it was yeah it was definitely crazy i think um as a transfer student you expect some change but also like in the remaining years you also I don't know, I guess hope for some normalcy in a sense of like, if I stick to this coach, I get to stick to this coach for the last three years or the last two years. Um, So it was definitely a shock to me. Um, Now that I look back, there was no sense of normalcy (laughs) and sense of my coaching changes. But I think, I think now that I look back, my biggest advice for transfer students is to commit to a school, commit to an environment, Commit to a community. 
Do not commit to a coach under any regards unless you're committing to Patty Gasso at OU or Coach Hutch from Michigan. You know, coaches where you're, let's be real, like you're guaranteed, they're probably going to retire under that university. Those lifetimers, yeah. Yeah, like unless you're coaching for those, unless you're playing for those type of coaches, do not do not go to a school strictly for a coach. Like, I think regardless, even if you graduate, and even if you stick with that coach for your remaining period, I don't think you're going to get like the full experience. And I don't think you're going to get everything out of it if you strictly go to a school for a coach. So I think, long story short, I think that's why for me, it was a shock to have so many different coaches, but I was never really phased because I committed to Texas Tech. I did not commit to you know, to the wide variety of coaches, at the end of the day, I wanted to represent the university and I wanted to represent the values that the school upheld. And I felt accomplished at the end of the day, regardless of the situation. Mm, So you were able to like wade the storm because you kind of tethered yourself to the, to the land or to the ship and not necessarily captain. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Okay, I like that. Yeah, uh, there's obviously been, I mean, a lot of controversy and speculation around it. But guys, pay attention to what Maddie's saying. Like, commit to a program, commit to a place. Uh, don't commit yourself to people because people always suck. Even we, we suck. Jeremy sucks. Maddie sucks. We all suck. So commit to a place uh, like Lubbock that does not suck. Um, okay, I like that you. You talked about yeah, exactly. You talked about um, you kind of gave a shout out to transfer students as a whole, I want you to just take a second here and talk to yourself. If you could, I mean, what would you tell 2019 Maddie as she put her name into the transfer portal, whether it's a word of encouragement or warning, what's one thing that you would tell yourself as you're like doing that? Ooh, that's a good question. I've never really thought about this. (laughs) Um, Hmm. I think one, so one thing that I actually focused on more in my senior year was just placing value as to being a good teammate. And when I graduated, I was like, my number one goal is to confidently say that I was a good teammate and I was a good friend. And when I graduated and I truly felt like I followed through with that, I think I had a lot of pride with that. So I think I would just honestly tell myself to just enjoy the journey and just focus on being a good friend and being a good teammate. And because that's really all you can control. I couldn't control if I, my name was in the lineup. I couldn't control, you know, the outcome of the game. You, can, you can't control those things, but you can always control how you treat other people and, um, you know, how you can how you can serve the team and how you can place values in different ways that don't include stats. Nice. I love that. Yeah, that's so good. Um, <laughs> be like, don't, don't transfer. No. <laughs> um, no, I would, I'm so happy I transferred to Tech. Like like I said, regardless, Texas Tech truly has been the best experience. I'm so grateful that I had my last three years here. But it's interesting because the grass wasn't really greener in terms of softball, but in terms of mm. everything else in my life, it was so amazing. So Wow. That's so cool. Uh, that's such a good, that's so cool. Uh, man, thanks. Maddie, thank you so much for your time and just coming on. Yeah, uh, absolutely. 
But listen, listen, this is tortillas and takes, right? And we are all out of tortillas. So what we'll do now is we're going to put you through the ringer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask a few quick hitting questions. You can say whatever you want, but you cannot defend your answer. It's the only rule. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I love the confidence. Okay. okay. Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Jordan. If you had an offer to play anywhere else in the country, not Texas Tech, because we know you love it, uh, for one more season, where would it be? Oh, oh my gosh, that's hard. I can't choose Tech. Mm. Nope. I would choose Penn State because they had ice nope. cream. No, there. I don't need the because. Oh. I don't need the because. Oh, Penn State. You don't I'll get to defend your answer. It's Penn State. I'll get the story later and nobody else will be able to hear. You have to subscribe to my Patreon I will make (laughs) specifically for this episode. Um, Who was the most impactful teammate in your time at Tech? Oh, you're going to get me in trouble. Good. I'm going to get text like, why didn't you pick me? Uh, Can I pick two? You can pick one. Oh! <laughs> Probably Kennedy Kreitz. She's my other catcher. Great. Worst college town in the Big Twelve. Ooh. Oh. Has to be UT. Has to be Austin. <laughs> the look rough. on her face, y'all. Uh, it's so good. Okay. You can't play softball anymore, but you have to play something else. And I think you kind of answered it. What would it be? Right now, it's golf. Right. Putt putt. Great. Putt putt golf. Okay. Uh, and finally, and the most important question of all, it, corn or flour tortillas? Corn. All right. That is Maddie Westmoreland, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on again. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We're going to stay on this tear of interviews. So keep an ear to the pod for Maddie. For or this is Jeremy. Almost introduced. For Maddie, this is Jeremy. <laughs> you have been listening to Tortillas and Takes. Stay wrecked, people.